Good morning, everyone. It's uh, great to be with you all, and it's great to be able to talk to all ages in this one room together. And today, I'm going to be at points asking uh, for help from some of you, and to add an incentive after the service, if you answer a question, there's some Haribo Star Mix with your name on it, so just bear that in mind. Love a good bit of bribery. Today we're going to be talking about the passage that was read out to us uh, by Evan, but as I begin, I want to begin by telling you all a story that I heard earlier on this week. It's from a man named Alistair Begg, and it's a story about two men, one named Jack and one named Joe, names chosen at random, and it's about the time they went to church one Sunday morning. Let's start off with Jack. Jack was the picture of a good person. In fact, he was the picture of a good Christian. Jack went to church every Sunday. He had went to Sunday school from the age of two, even though the age limit was five. It was the same church that his parents, grandparents, and great-grandparents had went to. In fact, it was the same church that his great-great-grandparents had started. He went every Sunday, both morning and evening, and every Tuesday as well. And he would always sit at the front just to show how good he really was. Not that if you do sit at the front, you're doing that. He had one of these big leather Bibles that had a wee zipped cover. And in his big leather Bible, it was drawn on and underlined and double underlined and highlighted and double highlighted. And there was a bit of wear and tear on the pages just to show how much that he really read it, you know. One day, he went to church as he normally would. And when it was time to pray, and of course, he knew when it was time to pray, he bowed his head closed his eyes, and prayed, God, I'm such a great Christian. Joe, on the other hand, well, he was a different story. Joe wasn't the picture of a good Christian or a good person. In fact, he just wasn't a good picture at all. He never went to Sunday school. His parents weren't Christian. No one in his family was. And not only that, but the town that he lived in, well, in that town, he had a bit of a reputation. You know, people had... Uh, apparently heard that he'd done some bad things. And yet one Sunday, one Sunday morning, he felt like he had to go to church. And so he did. He slept in the back, sunk down on the back room when it was time to pray. And of course, it came as a surprise to him because he didn't know when it was time to pray. But he bowed his head, closed his eyes, and prayed, God, I'm so sorry. Now, Boys and girls, by either putting up one finger or two fingers, which prayer do you think that God listened to? Prayer number one or prayer number two? Which prayer do you think he listened to? One or two? We, two, exactly. That's the answer that I was looking for. It was Joe's prayer. And the reason for that wasn't because of what they looked like on the outside or what he, some of the good things that he had done. It was what was on the inside. Because inside, Joe had an honest, humble heart. And our story today will show us that God loves honest, humble hearts. Because you see, whether you picked up on it or not, we've already went through what our story today is, actually. Except replace Jack with the word Pharisee. Replace Joe with the word tax collector. And there you have the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. 
Because see, Jesus had been talking to his disciples, but now he started talking to another group of people. And the Bible tells us that he started talking to people who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everyone else. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means, in other words, that he was talking to a group of people called the Pharisees. Now, can anyone, by putting their hand up, tell me anything about the Pharisees, either who they were or what they thought of Jesus? Yes, Julianne. Yes, exactly. Good job, Julianne. The Pharisees were a group of Jews, and they didn't like Jesus very much. And in fact, they thought that they were better than other normal people. You know, they thought they were better because in their minds, they, they dressed better, and they kept and knew God's law and all that type of stuff. And you know what? Everyone else believed them. They looked at the Pharisees, and they said, that is a good person right there. But Jesus was going to challenge that by telling a parable, a story. And Jesus begins in verse 10 by setting the scene. There's two men who go to the temple to pray. That's where people would have prayed back in the day. One of them was a Pharisee. One of them was a tax collector. Now, back in the day, normal people thought Pharisees were the bee's knees. But tax collectors, they were seen as really bad people. And the reason for that was because a group of people called the Romans had taken over the land of the Jews, and so they didn't like the Romans because of that, but the tax collectors were working with the Romans, and so normal Jews did not like tax collectors. And so if we were living in Bible times, and we looked at the Pharisee, and we looked at the tax collector, we would think that the Pharisee was good. And it's in our story that the Pharisee starts speaking first. In fact, he begins praying in verses 11 and 12, and you know what? He starts off so well. He says these first four words. Can anyone read out those four words for me, uh, Kiyomi? God, I thank you. What a great start to a prayer. There's so many things to thank God for. God, I thank you for everything in this world. God, I thank you for everything beyond it. I thank you that I can come here today and pray to you. So what was he going to finish off by saying? He says, God, I thank you that I am not like other people. Robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week and give a tenth of all I own. Look at me blowing my little self-congratulatory trumpet. Boop -a -doo -doo -doo. A sound of a trumpet. <laughs> he starts off so well, but then he messes it up. Instead of thanking God, he's only thankful for himself. Now, there's a word that appears four times in these verses. I wonder if I highlight them, you can maybe pick up on it. What word appears four times in that verse? Toby. I, that word, I. All the Pharisee can think of is himself. How great he is. How much better he is compared to the tax collector. Who's right there with him. That, the Pharisee says this when the tax collector is there. That's like me saying, oh, that Aaron Thompson one over there, I'm so glad I'm not like him. Or that Alfie boy in the back, oh, he's a dodgy one, watch out for him, I'm so much better than him. Or Joy in the middle there, yikes. That's just not on. What an awful thing to say and to think. All he could think about in the prayer was himself. That was the Pharisee's prayer. What about the tax collectors? Well, it's a completely different story. 
We read in verse 13 that the tax collector stands at a distance. He doesn't look up to heaven like you could imagine the Pharisee would do with his arms wide and his head up high. No, his head's down. He hits his chest, a sign of sadness, and he simply says, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Doesn't make a big show. Doesn't tell God all the good things that he's done, like God should be thankful for having him on the team. No. He's sorry, he's honest, and he's humble. And we read someone in verse 14 that would have shocked everyone who was listening because Jesus says, I tell you that this man, this tax collector, went home justified before God. And what that means is that this man, the tax collector, went home and God gave him the thumbs up and the Pharisee the thumbs down. Now, remember, Pharisees were well-liked back in the day. So upon hearing this, everyone would have been, their jaws would have been hitting the floor. What? Why does God thumbs up the tax collector and thumbs down the Pharisee? Well, it's because the tax collector had an honest, humble heart. What this parable teaches us is that it's not about the outside, it's about the inside. And on the inside of the Pharisee, there was badness, but he didn't even recognize that. But the tax collector, there was also badness, but he knew he was bad. There was an honest, humble heart. Because you see, boys, girls, and folks, the tax collector is honest with himself when he says that he is a sinner. And the thing is, not only is that true about himself, it's true for every single person in this room, everyone watching online, everyone around the world, all of us are sinners. Some of us like to maybe think that we're jacks. There's some of us who maybe think that all the good things we've done means that we're all right to get into heaven. Some of us who maybe even are Christians might be jacks and thinking that we're great Christians. We're better than so-and-so over here. We go to church every week. We do this, we do that. We're better than them. We dress better than them. Even if we did, that doesn't make us better before God. This story tells us we're all sinners and we all need Jesus because the Bible tells us that Jesus is the only cure for sin. Now, by putting your hands up, who here has ever been to the doctors before? Yeah, a lot of people. And I'm sure if you haven't, you will at some point in your life. When do you go to the doctors? When do you go to the doctors? Yes, you there. When do you go to the doctors? Yep, yeah, you. When you're sick, exactly. You don't go when you're healthy, do you? <laughs> well, here we go. Imagine that you go to the doctors one day. I hear this is official doctor's get-up from Poundland. <clears throat> Multicolored stethoscope, I think. It's a good look. Well, imagine for a second you went to the doctor's one day, and you sit down, the doctor's there in his coat and his stethoscope, I think. Stethoscope, yep. And he asks you what the problem is. And you reply by saying, problem? Problem? <laughs> There's no problem with me. I've just come to tell you how healthy I am. I mean, I've got an amazing six-pack. My wife says so. <laughs> I've got great digestion. My lung capacity is top-notch. I'm great. But the doctor decides to do some tests anyway. And so he puts the... He, the stethoscope to your heart. And he says, look, 
I know that you've said that you're healthy, but there's something wrong with your heart. The good news is we've caught it early and we can cure it. Boys and girls, in this situation, there's a choice that we can make here. We can either keep pretending that we're healthy, or we can be honest and humble with ourselves, realize we've got it wrong, and that we're not healthy, and that we have a problem. Which one do you think we should go for? Number one, or number two? Two, exactly. Well, that same choice exists for Jesus. Some of us might be pretending we're healthy and that we don't have a sin problem, but we do. And Jesus is the only cure for that sin problem. Through him dying on the cross and rising from the dead three days later, he's able to help us with our problem of sin. That doesn't mean that we'll never sin again. After all, we still get sick after the big operation. But it means that our heart operation has been completed and that we're now living for Jesus and are part of his family forever. Good things are good to do, but that doesn't make you a good person. What makes us good before God is coming to Jesus with an honest, humble heart, saying that we're sinners, knowing that we're Joes instead of Jacks, and that only God, by his son Jesus, can help us with our sin. So, as I close, as we finish off, what do we want to learn from all this? What, do we, what should we remember? I think it's this. I think we need to be honest and humble before God, because God loves honest, humble hearts. But how do we do that? Firstly, we need to be honest with ourselves. Do you think that you're a really, really good boy or girl? Do you think that just because you're nice, that that means God's going to give you the thumbs up? Do you think that just because you've went to church for such a long time, and you bowed your head when you needed to, and you've sung the songs when you were meant to, do you think that that's enough? Do you think that makes you better than other people? Do you think that you're a Jack rather than a Jew? Well, we need to understand that we're not Jacks. We are Jews. We're sinners. We're not perfect. We're not all good. And just because we've went to Sunday school, parents and tots, jam, click, impact, Bible class, seniors, the prayer meeting, home groups, Sunday service, and the language class, that doesn't mean we're good people. It doesn't mean we're better than others. And then secondly, after we've been honest with ourselves, we need to be humble before God. Have you ever asked God to forgive you the same way the tax collector did? Have you ever prayed like the tax collector and asked God to forgive you of your sins? Because he can. And in fact, he's the only one who's able to do it. We all need to be forgiven. And Jesus, by dying on the cross, offers the choice to become part of his family. Will you say yes to Jesus? Folks, we've talked about two men, two prayers, and with those two men and those two prayers, there comes a choice with two decisions, two endings, eternity with God or eternity away from him. Where do you want to be? Who will you be, Jack or Joe? Will you be honest and humble before God? Because God loves honest, humble hearts. Let me pray as we finish. God, we are sinners. We have sinned against you. We do wrong every day, even when we don't realize it. Please forgive us. God, we thank you for your son, Jesus. 
We thank you for him coming into this world and for dying for us on the cross. I pray for all of us that we will realize how wonderful your son Jesus is, that we will come to you with honest, humble hearts, realize that we are sinners, and realize that the only cure for that is your son Jesus. I pray you'll be with us all for the rest of the day. It's in your name we pray, amen.